Welcome back to the Dan Bradbury Podcast, and I'm excited for you to have the final part in the trilogy from Keith J. Cunningham to make 2024 your best year in business ever. When you talk about the three things, difference between operating and owning, you spoke about leverage. And this is a little bit of a uh, tenuous segue, but I, I'm curious. I found out about you via Tony Robbins. So when you embarked and decided to become a teacher um, and you wanted to share your message, I'm sure that um, uh, working with Tony or your relationship, your partnership with Tony, whatever form or word you use, uh, gave you significant leverage because it got you out to more people. And ultimately, I saw you with Tony in, um, I think it was 2007, and that was one event. And I jumped on board the uh, uh, the Keys to the Vault bandwagon and have been a, a, a raving fan ever since. How, how did your relationship with Tony start? What, how, what was the genesis of that relationship? Tony has been a, a great uh, uh, resource partner. Uh, he's not a partner, but but we we've worked together for i think 22 years now so the genesis a, a real quick story was that in 2001 i think um i i get a call from a seminar promoter this is somebody that promotes seminars around the world and and i i had never done any public speaking in a seminar uh, at all. I, I was just barely kind of dancing a little with this whole idea of, of doing any teaching. And anyway, this guy knew of me and he, uh, he called and said, would you be interested in, in coming to Singapore and Kuala Lumpur and speaking uh, two speeches uh, you're part of a, a group of, of presenters, and uh, your subject would be on raising money, and you'd have about an hour of time, and we would pay for your flight um, for you to come and hotels, etc. Would you be interested in doing that? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I would. I said, when is it? He said, two weeks. I said, who canceled? I mean, you don't wait two weeks and, and decide you want to add somebody to the stage to 7,000 people. And he said, everybody. I said, what, what do you mean everybody canceled? And he said, it's SARS. It was in the middle of SARS. Mm -hmm. And in Indonesia, that part of the world, uh, everybody had on a mask and all of the U.S. speakers who were supposed to come canceled because they didn't want to get exposed to SARS. So I went to Sandy, my wife, and said, yeah, look, Richard wants us to come and do this event in Singapore and Kuala Lumpur. I said, I'm inclined to go. And she said, yeah, let's do that. So we flew over. I gave a speech in Singapore. I, was, I gave a speech in Kuala Lumpur, 7,000 people. And both of them, of course, I was scared. I'm always nervous before I do that. But I was just starting, and I was really nervous. And a guy came up to me at the end of my speech in Kuala Lumpur, and he said, I'd like to meet with you. Now, you know, Dan, you know this, that 
after a speech, there's a lot of people crowding around and, you know, they want to talk to you. And so I, I said to this guy who wanted to meet, I said, yeah, yeah, give your card to my people and my people will reach out to your people. And this guy said, don't do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to blow me off. I said, all right, tell me why. He's standing right in front of me. He said, because I'm Tony Robbins promoter in Australia. And we'd like to have you come to a business mastery. And uh, actually, it was a wealth mastery at that time. And I said, well, that's cool. I said, when is that? He said, next month. <laughs> I said, all right, well, I'll do that. And so I, I went. I did a, a, a same presentation at a wealth mastery, one of Tony's events. And I think that we have spoken at every business event that Tony has had since then. He has three or four, five a year, uh, uh, three now three a year uh, business events, and we speak at every one. And as a result of that relationship and people, you know, seeing me uh, getting a, a little appetizer, a taste, then, uh, you know, there's people like you that that call and say, what else do you know? And uh, so we'd like to deepen and continue the relationship. And so that happens, you know, with with a lot of a lot of places we go to speak. And now the the whole teaching speaking thing is taking on a life of its own. I never really intended for it to be a business. Uh, I intended for it to be. Um, something entirely different. There's a great, a great distinction I made, um, Dan, and the distinction is success is getting what you want. Fulfillment is giving what you got. And I've been very fortunate in my business career and have success. Um, that part is handled. And about 20-plus years ago, I, there's something I tell people that, that may resonate, and it's this. More is more, better is better. Sometimes more is better. When more stops being better, it's enough. And I was in a situation where I, it was enough and I wanted fulfillment. And so the last 20 years has migrated more and more towards how do I, how do I achieve the, the other part? Success is handled. Fulfillment is giving what I got and it's the teaching. So. That's a brief little history of how this whole thing, how this whole thing got started. When I talk about leverage, uh, um, uh, certainly there is um, strategic alliance leverage. That that is a form of leverage, and some people are missing that, um, and that's a that can be a huge accelerator to growth. But the, the more common kind of leverage that I'm referring to is the leverage that you get 
from the people on your team. And more often than not, it's that weakness of the people that are on the team or are tolerating their weakness or our unwillingness to institutionalize a training program for the life of me. I don't understand why CEOs uh, don't prioritize the training and retraining and re training is four things. Training is the curriculum, it's repetition, it's practice, and it's accountability. Those are the four parts of training. Training is the curriculum, it's repetition, it's practice, and it's accountability. And most CEOs don't prioritize training as an integral part of their plan, and then they wonder why they get inconsistent or crappy results. Tiger Woods, probably one of the greatest golfers to ever live. Tiger Woods, before he goes to play golf, will go to the practice screen and put three balls down and practice making putts from three feet. From three feet. It's the simplest, easiest shot on the golf course. And yet Tiger will spend more time hitting three-foot putts than he does drivers. He's won, he's won more trophies and championships and money and success and fame. And yet he still practices three-foot putts. Wouldn't you think after all that success, he'd say to himself, okay, no need to go practice three-foot putts. I kind of got that one. No. He goes and does three-foot putts every time. I, the question for, for CEOs is, what is your team practicing? Where's the training? Where's the repetition? We think exposure is the same as training. Exposure is not training. Exposure is repetition, repetition, repetition. Three-foot putts, three-foot putts, three-foot putts. Practice. Own it. Own it. I think there's a huge opportunity with our team and the leverage that we'd like to have in order to achieve the results we want. And more often than not, the leverage that's missing is A players. That's mm -hmm. the truth. A players and a great culture. Yeah, it's it. ah people and culture. It's 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 well. I, I go back to the Charlie Munger quote. It it's not supposed to be easy. But uh, let me ask this, Keith. Maybe this is relative to people and culture, or maybe it's broader than that. But it, if you could rewind the clock and give some principles. Uh, to the younger Keith, say from some thirty years ago. Um, so, I concepts, not not what stock to buy. You know, if you could go back in time and speak to the younger you, what what would the top three 
principles or key pieces of advice? What what would you give? Hmm. For sure, one of them would be face reality. I probably am like most people in that I would, I, I tend to be a little glossy sometimes with the reality of either my situation or my resources or my skill sets. Um, I, I, I have allowed wishful thinking to get in the way too many times. So that would be certainly on the list. I think, I think that Probably my ego has been a a saboteur on occasions where I wanted to be um, I, I wanted I wanted to be seen or noticed. I wanted the success. And as a result, when my ego got in the way, it's, it's really hard to hear. It's hard to listen. It's hard, it's hard for people around you to be generous with their advice or they're helping you with blind spots. Um, I think that would be that would be one. I, my ego is healthy, and keeping it in check is, well, my ego borders on obese sometimes, but keeping it in check and making sure that I, it, you know, the truth is, I think it's really difficult to learn without humility. Uh and humility is kind of the opposite of what, how most of us show up. Um, certainly, it's the opposite of how I show up uh, sometimes. So, I think being being humble or being having humility, being willing to admit mistakes or or uh, or hear, listen to other people. Because other people are smart. Other people can see blind spots. I think the person with the fewest blind spots always wins. Mm. Uh, and so having someone help me with blind spots is really hard if my ego is left unchecked. I think a, a piece of advice, maybe the third one would be, kind of goes back to a quote. Uh, years and years ago, I had a very large dumb tax, uh, huge dumb tax, lost 
a tremendous amount of money. Not only was it a tremendous amount of money, it was all my money. So I had to start over. And I, I had a very wise um, guide during that time. Uh, I wouldn't call him a mentor. He was more of a somebody to help me with my psychology and 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 so and this this guy said to me, he said, Keith, hell on earth would be to meet the man you could have been. And and that resonated with me and has resonated with me for the last thirty five or forty years. I heard it when I was at my lowest point. And it's still something that I, I, it resonates with me today. This idea that meeting the man I could have been, I want to be able, I want to be able to meet that guy and say, I know you. Because I am you. Mm. I am the man I could have been. And I think that is playing at a, a level of mastery. I'm still working on this, uh, by the way. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Uh, but but it's the journey that I'm on. It's the path that I'm on. And that doesn't mean I don't make mistakes or screw things up. It just means my intention is to become the best that I can be. And more often than not, that requires me to get out of my own way. And it requires me to listen to other people. I think mm -hmm. that's the value of having a board. It's the value of being in a steady group. It's the value of surrounding yourself with people who want more. And my experience is people that, yeah, you know, I, we've all heard the statistic, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Uh, I want to spend time with people who are on a, a journey to be the best they can be, who aren't going through the the motions. I, I've said for a long, long time that if I had the opportunity for one last breath, one one last thought, and then I died. I had the opportunity for one last thought in my last breath. What do I want that last thought to be? And it's how I'm, it's how I'm trying to build my life. I want that last thought to be, whoa, whoa, that was spectacular. This is my life, and I'm proud of it. And I would gladly live it again, if only given the opportunity. Whoa. That, that that was that was beautiful, and uh, and uh, I want to be respectful of your time. You've already been generous, and we've gone over, and that's probably a perfect point to wrap up. Um, is there anything, Keith, that you would like to add? Obviously, I recommend strongly people get uh, well, not just the Road Less Stupid, all your books, 
uh, uh, we haven't mentioned Keys to the Vault, which was your first book, The Ultimate Blueprint. Check you out at keystothevault.com. Um, uh, uh, so I'm a strong advocate, Keith, for people getting in touch with you uh, and getting more of your resources. Is there anything, any final thought, Keith, or kind of question you want to ask my audience to reflect on or anything else you want to add to what's been a fantastic conversation? Well, Dan, I, you know, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. You know, certainly if people want more, um, a great way to do that is visiting our website. You've mentioned it, Keys to the Vault. Um, you know, I, I do I do teach courses, and one of them is the four-day MBA. Um, I, it's in a virtual training format, which makes it really easy. Uh, self-study uh, kind of format. So, uh, and, and other things that I do are available. Um, simply keys to the vault and emailing us. Events at keys to the vault is a great way to access more. If what I'm talking about uh, resonates and you feel like there's more that you'd like to have. Uh, I'm I'm really appreciative of you um, and your commitment to not only growth but your commitment to teach other people uh, what you know. I think the fastest path to mastery is to teach what you have learned. And I, I, when I see people that are actively wanting to not only learn. Uh, if you ask me to spell growth, I would spell it L-E-A-R-N. I, I, I am a learner. I, I, I hunger for more. Um, and so the fact that you're part of that process, part of that journey with me, and the people that are studying with you are part of that journey uh, helps me with my journey of fulfillment. So thank you for the opportunity, Dan. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And that is the third and final part of the, the special mini series from Keith J. Cunningham on making 2024 your best year in business ever. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners. 